um, think like, oh, you're doing Bitcoin, you must be so, you know, open and liberal. Like, well, no, we also live and, and work within the US regulatory system. And in order to transact with Bitcoin, they demand that you need to um, provide ID. So what is Cash App? It's not available in Japan, so I'm going to do a little bit of a run through if you've never heard of it before. And hopefully you like understand a little bit of where we're coming from as um, private engineers on Cash App as well. Yeah? Sir, question. You say it's not available in Japan. You mean it's not available in the App Store in Japan, but if you have an American account, you can move it. Yeah, yeah. So if you, uh, if you have access to the American App Store, you can download it. If you want to use a broader swath of features, you'll need uh, a driver's license or a social security number, uh, US social security number, I should say. So when I say it's not available in Japan, um, just like it's not available in Australia, where we're from, um, it means that you won't have access to a, a full suite of features. So a couple of stats uh, for the stats nerds. Uh, Cash App has been the number one financial app in the US app store for like five years running. Um, like I mentioned before, you can think of us as like a neobank, um, you know, competing with like a whole bunch of different players from like the P2P apps like Venmo and PayPal to like, you know, investing apps like Robinhood, um, even exchanges um, and like Zeller and, and Crypto.com and stuff like that. We kind of provide like, well, we're trying to provide like a one-stop shop for all your financial needs. I think um, for us, like the guiding principle is like, moving money should be easy, right? As easy as sending email. I think that's kind of like where we overlap a lot with Bitcoin is like, well, why are there so many inhibitors to sending money from like one person to another, especially across borders, right? Um, you can come in here spending Bitcoin, like I don't need to fuck around with yen or Australian dollars or US dollars or whatever it is, like lightning, it just works this And so to do that, uh, and where we think like we kind of align with Bitcoin is sending money should be just, you know, relatable, available, and easily accessible to everyone in the market. So a little bit about like what we offer, just to get like a sense of what the app actually looks like. Um, we do stuff like P2P, um, we offer like cards, uh, fractional investing, Bitcoin, which I'll get to, um, you know, uh, paycheck deposit, uh, borrow and lending, uh, as well as like taxes, and like a whole one-stop shop. So the interesting part for us, obviously, that working on Bitcoin is like, well, what does the Bitcoin part do? And how do we enable people to get like started with Bitcoin? Because, you know, for, you know, may not know, but, uh, and probably a lot of people in this room take for granted is that like, there's a lot of people who don't really understand Bitcoin. It's crazy, right? <laughs> um, but there's a lot of people in the US who, you know, don't know what Bitcoin is, don't know how it works. Um, you know, their friends have told them about it. Usually the conversation goes like, Bitcoin's going up, you got to get it. So they're like, okay, well, I'll go and buy one dollar worth of Bitcoin, and then they're like, "Now what?" Um, so for us, it's about making Bitcoin more than just a savings vehicle. Uh, we believe that in the U.S. and probably a lot of first world countries, Japan as well, Australia definitely, like people see Bitcoin as an investment vehicle. Uh, we want to make it more than that. We want to make it as simple and easy to use as any other currency in the world. Uh, so you know, we offer uh, a full range of you know sending vehicles. So you can send on chain. You can. Send Lightning, a bunch of us just paid with Lightning through Cash App tonight, uh, as well as like allowing you to like convert your your fiat uh, into Bitcoin through like spare change, roundups, stuff like you know, pay with your card, you get extra you know 10% um, back in Bitcoin, um, you know, convert your paycheck to Bitcoin, all these different features to get, I guess, like our main uh, customers, which are normies, 
uh, into Bitcoin as little as like one dollar at a time. So I think for us, what's really cool is the scale of Bitcoin, uh, scale cash up, I should say. So that's one fuckload of. Cash. <laughs> <laughs> is that a technical term? That's, that's, a, that's an Australian technical term. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is even a, a bit of an older number. I think we're at 63 million now. Um, monthly active users. So that's 63 million Americans using Cash App um, every single month. Uh, and for Bitcoin, there's about 5% of those customers who are touching Bitcoin at any one time. So not super great math, but in your head, if you do that, there's millions of people who are using Bitcoin through Cash App every month. So one in, you said one in five? 5%. Oh, 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 5%. 5%. 5%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, even the number is relatively small, but at our scale. So two and a half million. Thank you. Yes. So okay. you said that's an old number. So you said 63 now? Yeah. Because that is a huge jump. I'm just kind of curious as to how old that number is. I think this is a year old. I think. That's a lot of growth. Yeah. I mean, I put a plus here. I think this is from like Q3 investor results. I think. Which is pretty recent. I thought this was, I thought the Q3 was around 60, 63 million. No, I don't. We're in the right order of magnitude. Anyway. It's still a fuckload. Yeah, yeah. I should have just put that there. But I think like the scale is is important to know, right? Because um, you know, historically Cash App has served um a lot of the southeast of the US. So places like Atlanta, St. Louis, a lot of black America um, will use Cash App because it's so easy to get started um, and it's really hard to get a bank account in America. Um, so a lot of these um, a lot of these customers end up on Cash App and they get into Bitcoin and they're kind of like, you know, I'm not really sure what to do here, um, but I've heard, you know, this can be, you know, um, a savings vehicle. I hear like this investment and I hear the number goes up, especially during, you know, the latest bull run. Um, it was quite um, a lot of people going like, I don't know what this is, but I hope it goes up. Oh, also, look, Doge, you know, like. So I think we, we see it as our mission as the Bitcoin team to kind of educate people as to like, well, why is this like important to know about? And I think, you know, we come to Japan um, and, you know, we obviously don't see a lot of um, you know, people uh, who like Bitcoin businesses. And we, we came to see you guys, which is great, but still, you know, quite a small community. Um, but then you look at like, the purchasing power of the yen, then you're like, oh wow, that's gone down a lot in the last you know, three years, right? Um, same with Australia, same with the US dollar, right? And the people who don't kind of understand at this point, you're kind of like, well, how can we help you get to you know where we're at with like, oh, you know, the world will buy. <laughs> um, so yes, the scale, the scale, the scale is quite large. What's also large is um, cash out profit, um, and you can think about like, you know, back even a couple of years ago before the pandemic hit uh, and, you know, um, President Trump um, printed billions of dollars for the economy. Like that's where we saw cash out growth kind of like skyrocket because people got these stimulus checks in America and they said, like, oh, what do I do with this? I'll just deposit it into cash out. Uh, and what did a lot of people also do with that? You know, they bought Bitcoin. Um, they bought Bitcoins. They bought lots of things, right? Um, so uh, cash out profit is, um, you know, almost in line with square profit now, being, despite being quite a younger business um, and a lot of you know significant portion of that is also like bitcoin revenue so you know bitcoin is really important to jack but it's also really important to the business of cash app and block uh, i like this slide because it's animated um 
but also when you think um, back to that number, that you know, 55 upload million um, customers, um, so many of those have bought Bitcoin for the first time on Hasha. Um, so I think I have one of our partners has a, has a pretty good stat that I can't exactly remember, but I think there's 40 million Americans who have said they've touched Bitcoin. Um, we are like, you know, 25% of that, uh, we think are from Cash App. So like in terms of like significant influence on the American Bitcoin market, we think Cash App has like an outsized impact. Um, and in terms of volumes, like there's another cluster. Um, sorry for not accurate numbers. Um, but again, like there's a significant amount of money moves through Bitcoin on Cash App. Um, and all of this kind of boils down to, you know, the vision of one person, um, well, a few people, but mostly one person at Block, which is Jack Dorsey himself, who I think even in, I think it was 2015, um, said like, we need to add Bitcoin um, to Cash App. And it was still like a startup, you know, very small startup kind of thing back then. I don't even know if it was making money, but he, you know, he had the vision to kind of say like, this is going to be important. Uh, we should add this. And I think we were the first publicly traded company to, uh, to have buy, like the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin on a financial app. Um, and not only that, like Block as a company, um, I mean, and Jack, Ooh. I should say. Sorry, uh, it's just like so many cool names. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. It is exciting. I love this right. one. Um, because when I was, I was Googling, you know, you search Jack Dorsey, Bitcoin and funding, and then you just look at the news articles. Like I, I ran out of space to um, kind of add, add things here. Um, but like, I think Jack is someone who puts his money where his mouth is when it comes to supporting the Bitcoin, um, you know, industry. I mean, even I had to add this one like literally this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll go through them if, if um, you're kind of looking. Um, but Jack Dorsey and Block as a company, both personally and, um, you know, as a business, have invested in many different Bitcoin ventures uh, and businesses um, across the world, you know, not just America, right? So. As Teco, um, the Bitcoin voucher business. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of imagine like Bitcoin gift cards, but like you can give them to friends and family. Um, Gridless is a uh, Bitcoin mining, um, I guess you think of startup um, in Africa. So um, funding new um, electricity grids in rural Africa um, and funding them, like self-funding them by attaching Bitcoin miners. Um, because when you, when you start an electricity grid, um, there's not necessarily enough consumers um, to use that electricity. Uh, so you kind of attach Bitcoin miners, it, it pays for itself while, you know, the rural community around you, um, you know, gets fridges and, you know, cars and, and stuff like that to actually use electricity. Otherwise, it'd just be wasted. That's why it's hard to get uh, electricity out to rural places and places like that. Very cool project. Um, thank you. Yeah, Bitcoin Akasi uh, on the uh, far left um, is a Bitcoin kind of like um, circular Bitcoin economy plus education um, community in South Africa. Uh, if you haven't seen the documentary by Aubrey Strobel, um, he's like Lekka, I can't remember what's called. But it's very, very cool. Um, that community down there and, and others like it. You can think of like Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador, Bitcoin Lake in Guatemala. <laughs> There's a kind of one springing up everywhere. Um, so we've um, given a grant to, to that community project. Um, I think I was part of the decision-making committee for that. So that was oh, very cool. Uh, Nostr, of course, um, there's probably a lot of people here who uh, use Nostr. Jack is a huge fan, uh, obviously not wearing a t-shirt today, but I know 
think Dash or no, someone was wearing the Oscar Asia t-shirt. Justin. Justin. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. You. Simon and, and the guys. Um, I didn't realize, but uh, Spiral has given them a couple of grants. Um, so they were kind of taking us out and we're like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, Jack Jack has funded a whole heap of open source Bitcoin projects and um, just core contributors in general. But the one on the bottom left, if you haven't heard this morning, um, Block and, and Jack have uh, invested in a decentralized mining pool called Ocean, um, trying to bring a little bit more balance and uh, decentralization to all the mining. Um, we know there's oh, large yeah. mining conglomerates. Oh, yeah. yeah, very cool, very cool. Cool, so just a little bit more, like trying to give us a little bit more cred as well. Uh, like I mentioned, first public company to offer the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin. First public company to offer lightning payments. That was a big one um, because it was exactly like this team in the room um, that developed it, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and then, you know, we're seeing Binance and Coinbase, everyone else kind of catch up, which we're like, mm, we're kidding. Um, we run and own all our own infrastructure, including, you know, um, Bitcoin nodes, Lightning channels, um, and, and our own Lightning nodes as well, um, so that everything, you know, it's not just like us making third-party API calls to someone else, we don't know where your Bitcoin is, like everything's accounted for. Uh, we have the expertise in-house. Um, we're just super passionate about Bitcoin uh, and Bitcoin only, I should say, like, we're still one of the um, largest Bitcoin-only exchanges. Um, you know, us and Swan and maybe River, I can't remember. Um, but like, it's pretty significant. And definitely, like, during the bull market, you know, there was a lot of pressure from the industry to be like, you know, you're looking at uh, Robinhood and been like, oh, they're just making a lot of money over there with Derrick. And everyone's like, why don't we ask for Ethereum? And you know, if you come to the AMAs, everyone's like, Ethereum, Ethereum, and you're like. You know, it, take, it takes courage to kind of, um, you know, stick to your guns. And I think that's something that Jack has always done, um, sometimes snarkily. But, um, you know, you can tell that, like, he... And the, and the people in this room are the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and we're all... Is that Australia? Is that not a... Snarkily? 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 I think you made that up. Cheekily. Cheekily, yeah. That's pretty good to me. Very close. <laughs> uh, yes, if you followed, followed him on Twitter or if you now follow him on Master, um, there's a lot to say. Uh, yes. Cool. So that's Cash App. Like, Cash App is doing a lot. Um, and also, like, Jack and, and Block, of course. But I think, like, there's more than just, you know, Cash App. Cash App being, uh, Cash App being, you can think of us like, as an exchange, but obviously, we, you know, we let you withdraw your own. Bitcoin to your wallet, so you don't have lightning payments. We do all these more things that just exchange, but there is so much more in the block ecosystem that you may or may not know about. Um, because I think like the whole intention, you know, with block is to be like, well, how do we leverage each other in like this uh, Jack calls it ecosystem startups? Um, so that like we're working with Square, we're working with you know Tidal and TBD and Spiral, um, with this all shared mission of economic empowerment and, and honestly like one, two, three. Three out of five businesses are kind of like pro Bitcoin as well, which is very nice. Um, so obviously, I talked about 
a lot about Cash App. Um, if you do have any connections to the US, like do try it out. Um, it's pretty nice. You can think of us and use it. Is there any, uh, just yeah. sorry to interrupt, is there any intent or any possibility of bringing it to Japan? Yeah. Not at this stage. No. Um, no. Because I'm a big fan of it in the U.S., but I'd love to have it over here as well. You so, know. So my my question is that being that in the U.S., if you are a U.S. citizen, you have to abide by specific yeah um, laws that keep us from if you're a U.S. citizen and you have a reference Japanese reference to Japanese. Is there anything uh, keeping you from using Cash App? As in, you're in the US, like you're traveling? Or? No, as in, you're a US citizen. Oh. So if you're a US citizen, oh. there are certain, yeah, there are certain things that you can and cannot do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Tax-wise? That are, to be quite honest, just... Interesting 
like working, you know, we, we think of ourselves as working for Bitcoin as much as working for Cash App and working in a, you know, custodial centralized company where, you know, you, Bitcoin is global, right? It's borderless and, and all these things, but, you know, you, you, you want to move and have Bitcoin in the places where it's most useful uh, and where it can help the most people. Uh, and yet, like, it's such a Cash App so US centric um, that it's like, well, how much, how many people is it helping really? By you know being, you know, five percent of fifty-five million people, um, you know, because like in the US, people are like yeah, this is a investment vehicle, this is a toy, or this is a novelty, or whatever it is. But you go to places like you know El Salvador, or Argentina, or Mexico, or you know, um, you know Lebanon, and you're like, oh, okay, like people, um, even I hear about people in Turkey, like you know, not not even Bitcoin, like stablecoin, like there are places where these things are helping people and we're like, well, cash out needs to go where it's most needed. Um, and that's, you know, that's part of um, Jack's aspirations, but you know, it's a slow moving vehicle. Yeah, that's just, that's just one opportunity. If you think about the 5%, there's a percentage of that 5% that go on to become Bitcoin. So it's like a normally the Bitcoiner bridge, mm -hmm. but 5% could become 10%, 20%. There's this oh, huge capture customer base we can put on that Bitcoin bridge. And yet there's no actual aspirations to move in. Well, it's probably... Well, so, so sorry. No, no, it's probably, uh, I would say, regulations, legislation, yeah. and so on, rather than aspirations. Yeah. Uh, I would, to, to take uh, Jack's defense, I would argue that because he's putting money, his well, the company, I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Uh, he's putting money into um, companies that try, or projects that try to uh, leverage, you know, uh, the, the different um, regulation arbitrage, so to speak, into, uh, you know, the, into, into what he's doing. He's doing. Oh, here's, 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 here's. And, yeah. and with Spiral as well, now all the crimes are going all over the world. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I, I want to. Is this recorded? Yes. Careful, Justin. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to get to something that. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you can support the show and help us grow by listening on Fountain, a podcast app on iOS or Android. You can share your thoughts on this episode or simply say thanks by sending some sats with a comment called a boost. Getting started is easy. You can top up your Fountain Wallet with a bank card or any Lightning Wallet. You can earn sats by listening on Fountain and being an active member of the community. Visit Fountain.fm to learn more. Um, so Cash App is a slow-moving ship. Um, we talk about regulations um, and licenses and, and all these things. It's a company. It's a company, right? It's a large company, right? It makes it's a public company. It's a public company. It makes, company. Company. It makes the airflow money. Yeah. It makes has the airflow of customers. Um, but um, the way Jack has been, you know, investing in, in other ways is through different projects. Uh, so one of those projects, you might have heard of, is actually uh, Block's first hardware wallet called Bitkey. Um, so it's a uh, self-custodial wallet with a two or three multi-sig. Um, and the kind of design ethos, and if you're interested, go to wallet.build because, like, they, they're publishing all their thoughts and all their kind of philosophy around, you know, what they're building, why they're building, what they're, you know, thinking about. It's kind of like everything um, is out in the open, um, open source, everything. Um, it is an app and a hardware wallet. Um, I think they've just taken on their first beta testers. 
Um, but that is going to be a global product. In fact, um, I think Andrew is here somewhere. Um, he's got his ship to Japan. Um, so in terms of like, if you're looking for block exposure, um, the key is going to be really, really cool. Um, I think the aspiration is trying to make, um, you know, self-custody as simple as intuitive as like the first iPhone, right? Um, like just kind of works. Um, and all the like hardcore um, security, um, you know, all, everything is a little bit abstracted from the user. So you've got kind of, you know, a spectrum from like, you know, hardcore, you know, cold, cold card um, way to like, you know, BitKey's got to be on the more normal end, but with the same kind of, um, you know, the same kind of encouragement to like, you know, store self-custody of your, your stuff. Uh, and it actually kind of goes nicely in hand with like Cash App because we're, we're going to be encouraging people to like, as soon as they, you know, as they buy Bitcoin, they accumulate, hey, have you thought about, you know, buying BitKey um, and actually like withdrawing your funds to a self-custody wallet? And this is why that's important. Mm, cool. Sorry, one question. Yeah. And um, you said it's a two of three. Mm -hmm. So one is on the phone, one is on the BitKey. Yeah, and one is that. Third is yeah, so Block owns the third one, but it cannot uh, do anything with your funds. It's only in the um, the terms of recovery. Uh, so you, you lose your device, you, lose, you know, you get locked out of your app or whatever it might be. You don't have access to your Bitcoin, like that is like that emergency. Um, how do you access that? How do you get Block to sign transactions? Uh, the, the app, the, oh, no. the app contests the block uh -huh. servers, and the block servers have that third key. Yeah. So that either you can use that app and the block uh -huh. uh, rock as two, or you can use that app and yeah, the yeah. block server. But they, they have a setup so you you can tell it only use the block key up to a certain amount. <laughs> okay. And if it's over that, they just won't sign. Won't sign. Yeah. yeah. So you, can set, you can set a limit yep. to it so that somebody doesn't grab it and go. Okay, that's right. well, the, reason, the reason I ask is because, uh, you know, you've got Casa, uh, something similar, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, one of the features I like about Casa is uh, with the gold plan, um, there's a seven day waiting time before they'll sign for you. Yeah, right. And you can't export that. And so I thought that was a good thing for duress, like if you have $5 merchandise or something like that. Um, and so, like, like I actually would prefer it. There was it was it was harder to access the assignment. Yeah, you can set that. Yeah, you can set that to zero, so the the, the block server can mm -hmm. never be used. So that what, what do you mean never be used? Because like, sometimes you're gonna need it, right? But uh, yeah, but I'd be willing to wait for seven days or thirty days. I think it's there's like some, the amount is smaller than the duration. Mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah, I think there's duration for recovery mm -hmm. scenarios. Mm -hmm. So if, for instance, you lose the the mold, the rock, mm. you can do a recovery. Yes, like right. It might be a DSR. Yes, right. it's not it's not the other the other scenarios you want to be able to spend it now. Yeah, there was something like you know, like a catchphrase to say, like, you know, Everybody from Canada. Why? Why? Well, no, because I wanted to know who the, who can we talk to later. Oh yeah. If we have any questions, you don't want everybody going to you. Yeah, we get. I want to. Really? Really? You are voted by everyone. Everyone.
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will I say, like, I just want to know who can talk to you later if we had any questions, because after this presentation, we would know when we're not talking about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I think, like, the, but, the good thing about our team is, like, we have a pretty good mix of, um, like, newer nice. people. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not a normie. You're, you're, you're on your way to being our um, but we have like a good mix of kind of um, uh, new people. <laughs> yeah, ask me questions, but maybe just teach me. <laughs> She'll be asking you questions, and then you can come ask, to, uh, ask some of us. Uh, you know, I have a bit more experience. Also, to be really clear, in case it wasn't, like Cash App is one business unit within Block, and Vicky is a completely different business unit. So we love Vicky, we know a lot about Vicky, but it's a completely separate thing where Jack is kind of investing in this mm -hmm. self custodial world. So you say it's completely separate, but Jack's investing in it, meaning it's owned by Block. Owned by block. It is, but it's not. But it's not under Cash App. It's not under Square. Sister, it's sister. Yeah, it's sister. sister. So, yeah. so we, we don't have. Yeah, um, as well as the software that kind of go with it. Um, so kind of like 
well, I'll get to it in the next slide, actually. Um, so Spiral, uh, again, maybe one that you've heard of before, is it's completely like, it's, it's not really owned by Block in the same way that like Cash App or Square is owned by Block. So it's not beholden to like, you know, making profit or anything like that. We, we don't tell them what to do. We just kind of give them money. Um, Steve Lee, who heads up the um, Spiral operation, uh, really cool guy, uh, very, very, very clever, um, kind of just, you know, determines what to do with this uh, large amount of money, as well as like kind of their core, their core devs on the team. So like Matt Corello or Blue Matt, you might know, um, and they produce some really wild videos as well. So Spiral actually developed the LDK, the Lightning Development Kit that Cash App uses um, to power our Lightning product. So again, that kind of nice um, use of synergy. <laughs> Uh, across all the business units. Fine. Mm -hmm. Mutiny is the one. No way. Mutiny is it not? Okay. LDK. No, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I thought you talked about real mutiny. I also had a mutiny and. I had to give up the post channel. Oh, shit. So, the last business unit that I'll talk about tonight is. Um, a really interesting one, and if you're interested in kind of like beyond Bitcoin, um, kind of like uh, the decentralized uh, web, uh, TBD um, doesn't stand for anything that we know of, uh, or they won't tell us. Um, that's kind of what they said, but they've also said lots to be decentralized. Um, the Bitcoin decks, like there's lots of different things that they've told us. So. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're building uh, developer tools, so their customers are developers, like like a whole bunch of people in this room, um, building you know decentralized web nodes, uh, kind of uh, decentralized identity toolkits, as well as a lot of SDKs, um, so that everyone can kind of build applications on top of um, whatever you want to do. Really, they're they're also building a um, a kind of development kit for a decentralized um, exchange um, that we're you know we're interested in. We're also interested in some of the decentralized identity um, products as well. Um, and they're a completely global company, so they want to partner with, um, you know, companies like Cash App, but not just exclusively Cash App, to, you know, build crypto rails to fiat and then back again, um, and lots of other different things as well. So they're really new. Mike Brock um, heads up that. If you know of him, he's a pretty pretty nerd guy. Um, he used to be on Twitter a lot. The Brock. That's good. I have that one. Uh, uh, yeah, so they're, they're very interesting. Also very small under that kind of incubation umbrella as well. Cool. Uh, and now the Q&A. Yes. So I think you're doing you know, some amazing work in terms of the decentralization, encouraging people to self-custody, etc. Mm. I think it's exactly what people need. Um, however, you know, I touched upon earlier in the presentation how you're sort of working within this regulatory framework in the US and makes things difficult. Well, one thing, I, I have a theory or a conspiracy theory, some might say, but like, it seems, <laughs> it seems to me like the way things are going in the US, reading the tea leaves, it's like, okay, we've got the BlackRock uh, exchange traded fund mm. coming up, and then you've got like Elizabeth Warren and the FinCEN thing, and the whole self custody is bad, and Hamas views. <laughs> And it's like it's almost like they're, they're setting up to say essentially, if you, yeah, you, you, can, you can have Bitcoin, but it's got to be through uh, you're going to have it on the exchange, yeah. you've got to have it with a custodian. Like, do you have do you guys have any opinions to, towards that? Like, do you have any concerns that this is the way things might be going in, in the US? And if so, like, how would that impact on your business model? Mm. Um, 
yeah, any thoughts about that? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think, you know, also to note that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Block actually has um, some dedicated Bitcoin and crypto policy people who are like in Washington kind of like kind of fight against some of these lobbying. ridiculous regulations. Hmm? Lobbying. Yeah, lobbying, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, um, you know, not just the business, but I think obviously like philosophically aligned with Block is like, hey, um, rubbing itself um, through speaker. Or, like the controls are so um, overreaching that, you know, people can't really do anything with their Bitcoin in the US. Um, so in terms of the business model, I mean, like anything that's bad for Bitcoin is kind of bad for our business. Um, as you can see, like profit um, and Bitcoin share of that is quite high. Um, but I think like in terms of Jack, Jack is like um, pretty ardent um, about uh, pushing against things that don't really like make sense in terms of like what's good for Bitcoin. Um, but as a company, uh, I, I wouldn't say that we're as vocal as I was gonna say send back the free, but like other um, you know, you know, you see like Brian Armstrong like, you know, litigating and, and or like be litigating against things, I should say, and like fighting back, you know, block and catch up don't want to get in legal fight. Um so we're we're kind of doing more from taking complete that adjustment within like being behind the curtain and helping to push things along quietly rather than out front. And then if anyone else from Canada wants to chime in, like do it's not just a really show. Yeah. I'd probably also say that we try to prioritize customers having access to their phones. Exactly. And I decided to pull their funds out regardless of the state of their account. If you want to send them any, we try to allow them those funds out. So that is a complicated question. <laughs> As in how do we how do we do that? Just and how do you allow like if somebody needs something Considering that when shit hits the fan, it's kind of flying out everywhere, really. I mean, literally, how would you? Right, so we, we have automated mechanisms to allow customers to, like, your account is closed, like, feel free to report your Bitcoin to have access to that, potentially, and not those compliance. Yeah, and it's not like we, we, we don't run a fractional reserve or anything. Like, you're, you know, one to one. We're self custody, yeah, yeah. not elsewhere. Expertise is all in house. Yeah, like all your Bitcoin is like one to one um, with customer funds. So, like, you withdraw your Bitcoin, like, it's there. You just like move it out of, like, our, you know, Cash App holds like a bunch of wallet addresses. You just move it from our address to the next one. quite a way through as well. So for some customers, for whatever reasons, we decide we don't want their business anymore. But so you can get somebody off. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't hold the terms and conditions say your Bitcoin is your Bitcoin. So mm. I don't know how that but the account is ours. Yeah, yeah. The Bitcoin's yours, but the account is ours. We can cut you off if we need to, but the Bitcoin's still yours. Yeah. yeah. You just can no longer. You, you've been it. sending funds to people that the government doesn't like to take the, the business, and the account is closed to keep your Bitcoin. Actually, that's a really good thing because I'm, I'm wondering often how how much um, authority does does one wallet hold over your yeah. account? Like if you're if you're getting stuff through Cash App, but suddenly if it if it registers as an American account, right? 
and that's what it's you're looking at is do you have authority for all the cash that's in that the, the fact that you can say yes this account is good or no good but whatever's in there is still yours that's pretty solid I mean, we're still a custodial exchange, right? So we're still holding Bitcoin on your behalf. We're still holding fiat on your behalf. Uh, and all of that, you know, all that data is still like owned by us. But, you know, it is legally required for us to like segregate funds to like hold your Bitcoin under your name so that if any time you want to withdraw it, like you can. Um, like with that, so that very important principle that we've had from like day one. That's a legal requirement. Let me see now, Yeah, we'll get one more question, then we can, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of uh, milling and talking to be done here. We don't have to sit in a big group. Justin, last yeah. question. Yeah, so I was wondering, uh, as, as you know, presenting Block, a public company, public trading company, uh, who has many subsidiaries, uh, and Jack being at the forefront, what if Jack disappears, dies, whatever happens? <laughs> <laughs> succession plan but you know he's a he's a um a public person so how would block and he had a vision he still has a vision it's, it's a very and particular he, time right right Absolutely. so as a ceo but also as a public figure as a so what if because he's building an and gifted, but uh, he wasn't the CEO of the company. I, I like to think we have a strong organization of Bitcoin abstraction within the company that we continue doing exactly what we're doing. I think day to day, like Jack actually has very little impact, right? Like we love that he posts things on Master <laughs> with like effectively feature requests. <laughs> but that doesn't actually rank them higher than yeah. what we have. So, so you, yeah, no. you said earlier about code. You said you have enough holes in the company which not to worry about which is two separate codes. Oh, the nuke code? <laughs> <laughs> James, James, stupid questions are for later. Nobody knows who you're talking about. Hold on. We'll be here for a little bit. I'll start wrapping people up when uh, you, you all need to go home.
Buy some drinks, buy some snacks from Dash, buy some Japanese stuff from me, and anybody who hasn't paid yet, I will find you and I'm taking your money. Thank you very much. And we thank you for listening to us today. You can find us on Twitter and Noster at Tokyo Citadel. You can find us on our main site, tokyocitadel.com. And please check out our guests that, that you heard today. Support us on the Fountain app with a thousand sat boost. Or head on over to the site and hit us up with some love over there. Building sovereignty, privacy, and hope into the Tokyo Citadel. See you next time.